You are tuned in to On Air with Chris Shanafell. Welcome back On Air with Chris Shanafell. And the term sleeper gets thrown out pretty often this time of the year as we lead up to the 2020 NFL draft. But tonight we have a legit prospect who, as of now, seems to be flying under the radar quite a bit. He's Tomas Wright, the pass rusher out of Bryant University, 2020 NFL draft prospect. Tomas, can you believe that your time as a college athlete has officially come and gone and now here you are preparing for a shot at the next level? I cannot believe it. it I remember coming in, you know, um, as a freshman, and, of course, you know, you have those dreams and, and you know, you've worked hard in high school, but obviously high school isn't the same as college, so you you, you never know what, what can happen. And, you know, I've been blessed uh, – to basically, you know, achieve everything besides all all American, and also too, you know, I, I have been blessed without any injuries, and I think you know that's one of the most important things. So it, it, it's been it's been a wild road. It hasn't been easy, a lot of adversity to to climb over, but you know, um, I'm, I'm here and I'm very grateful. So. You are here. You are here preparing for the 2020 NFL Draft. And, um, you know, going back to your high school days, Tomas, you come out of an area in Florida where a lot of talent has come out of it, including former first-round draft pick Laramie Tunsil, left tackle of the Houston Texans. Now he's in free agency, going to um, cash out on a big deal uh, in about a month or so. What was the recruiting process like for you coming out of St. Augustine, Florida, uh, Tomas, and how did you land at Bryant University? Why were they the best fit for you? So basically, um, coming out of St. Augustine, Florida, um, like you said, it's uh, it's very competitive. The football down there is it's it's great. You know, the atmosphere is unreal. Friday night lights. It's something you grow up. You know, uh, I remember going to elementary school at Crookshank and we looked up to those guys as if they were NFL players. You know, to us, they were the NFL players. So um, it, it's just it's something you can't really describe, honestly. I'm getting, like, I, I'm shaking thinking about it, you know. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, not too many people can, it, can really experience. But, um, you know, after my high school career, I uh, did a postgraduate year at uh, uh, a prep school called Wyoming Seminary. And, uh it was in Kingston, Pennsylvania, and uh, basically there I competed against, you know, some of the top prep schools in the Northeast area, in that New York area, and um, the reason why I chose Bryant was because Bryant was the best fit academically and athletically. It gave me basically a good mix of both because it prepares you for life after football, because you got to understand, you know, football, you can't play football forever. And you, like, I don't even, like, less than 1% can make it to the NFL. Less than 1% can make it to, you know, play college football. So, um, you know, when I went on my visit there, um, one of the guys who were recruiting me was uh, Michael Engel. He was a wide receivers coach there. And we basically, you know, he talked to me while I was at high school, while I was at St. Augustine. And, uh, through prep school, and, you know, we really had a, a genuine relationship. And I would probably say that was one of the biggest reasons why I chose Brian as well. I had a real genuine relationship with him, and I'm a big, you know, loyalty guy. 
And it, it just, like I said, it seemed like the best fit. It had the best of both worlds. And, you know, it ended up being true, you know, because I, you know, I had an internship um, last May at a company called PTC. It's a global tech company located in downtown Seaport area. And, uh, you know, Brian also, too, always has career fairs. You get to meet businesses. And it, it's been it's been great. You know, um, I work with the people in the career fair uh Pat Maneki, she always helps me. I'm applying to jobs constantly, even through this process, because you have to be prepared for both sides, you know. And uh, it's just been great being able to um, see that aspect of life as well, because, you know, some people, they only think football, 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 and it's like, no, there's more than football, you know. you got to think uh, about, you know, other options as well, so... You know, that was that was beautifully said, my friend. You know, you guys are more than just athletes. You guys are more than just football players. And I think I think a lot of people see you guys, college athletes, uh, professional athletes, and they think that you're just, you know, that thing. You're, you're just a football player. You're just an athlete. But there's obviously more to that. And you explained that, you know, it wasn't only a football decision to attend Bryant University, but it was an academic decision as well. And, uh, Tomas, you're the first Bryant Bulldog to record 150 tackles, 40 tackles for loss, and 30 sacks. Most of that production was in the past two years when you're the full time starter on the defensive line. You had. Um, 10 forced fumbles as well over the past four years. What's your secret to creating pressure in the backfield? What's what's your pass rush repertoire consist of? What are a couple of your favorite moves that you'd like to um, use on opposing offensive linemen to get to the quarterback? Um, well, fortunately for me, um, I've always played D-line, even when you know I wasn't this size. Like I don't know how it ended up that way, but I remember, you know, Pop Warner, I was a, a D-tackle, like all throughout Pop Warner D-tackle. Then I got to high school, and I was too small to play D-tackle, so I played D-in because I was still athletic. And, you know, it's always it's always been in my blood. And, you know, basically it was just years of years of learning and training. And, you know, um, someone who basically installed a lot in me, a, a great foundation was uh, my high school coach, Coach Stewart at St. Augustine High, he was, man, he was tough. I could still hear him yelling at me right now, honestly, and it makes me <laughs> jump a little bit. But, <laughs> but yeah, like he, I mean, goodness, like in, in terms of like feet work, you know, taking that six-inch step, um, staying low, making sure you use your hands violently, all that good stuff. He installed that in, in me when I was a freshman or sophomore, you know, and most people – they don't learn technique until they get to college. So I was learning technique while playing against some of the best competition in the country. And it was, like I said, I've been, I've been kind of fortunate, you know, because not too many people get that. A lot of people, they learn technique when they get into college. So I was learning all that through high school and, you know, over time just perfecting that craft, perfecting that craft. And I've always, you know, since I was young, Man, like, I remember in a Pop Warner game, I had, like, three sacks in, like, the first half, you know. So I've always I've always loved, you know, getting after the quarterback. And it's just something I, I, I just love it, you know, hitting the quarterback. And basically on third and long, you know, you're, they have to give you back the ball. That's a great feeling. So, you know, you talk about that 
experience that you had back in high school, you know, learning the technique of the defensive line, and, you know, you were able to see that right away your freshman year, six and a half sacks as a freshman in 2016, 2017. So um, I mentioned it as well, 10 career force fumbles, five alone were from this past season as a senior uh, what were you seeing differently this season that allowed you to create those opportunities to get your offense back onto the field? Um, that it's, to be truthful, I played more. Um, my previous years, I didn't. I rotated with other guys, so that's the reason why my production wasn't really high. I was always being rotated, and this year, um, I finally got the opportunity to. I was on the field like. 80 to 90 percent of the time, which I wanted to do because I, I I wanted to help my team win. I wanted to help the defense. I always want to be on the field, so that's really the reason why you know my numbers increased was because I was actually being played for a majority of the game. Um, years past, I only played probably like, um, I, to be honest with you, like five to seven to eight series a game, and that is probably what I'd say was the biggest difference. Uh, you know, the new coach, Marquise Watson, um, he came in, and uh, I played with him my freshman year. He was one of the captains, and uh, he went off, and basically, you know, he was coaching at other schools, and then he got a great opportunity to come back and coach the D-line, which was, which was wonderful, and we had a great chemistry. And he just taught me so much. You know, he went off into the world, and, and he learned a lot of D-line techniques that he brought back and implemented to me. And that basically revamped my game. That, that taught me more things. And it also, too, it just made me, like, it made me more hungry. And it made me um, just, I don't know how to put it. Like, his knowledge, basically, he instilled it into me. And, and I was just ready. You know, I was ready for more knowledge. I was ready for more things to learn. And it was just a, a perfect, you know, like I said, I've been blessed with opportunities, and that was one of the best things that could have happened for me my senior season was for, you know, Coach Watson to come back. Again, we're chatting with 2020 NFL draft prospect, defensive end out of Bryant University. He's 6'2", 240-pound pass rush extraordinaire, Tomas Wright. And, Tomas, the Bryant Bulldogs play in a competitive Northeast Conference uh, that seems to only get better and better year after year. Who would you say is the best player you've lined up against over the years? It could be an offensive lineman. It could be a quarterback, running back, you name it. Is there somebody specific that stands out? Ooh, that is oh, – oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I got one. Um, Aaron Winchester from uh, Central Connecticut State this year. Um, I believe that's his, his correct name. Number one, he transferred in from uh, – I want to say Georgia State, and man, um, he was—he was fast. I—I uh, I couldn't believe it. I mean, we watched film and we knew, you know, how good he was. But it, he was just one of those players where you—you you couldn't prepare for him. Like you—you you couldn't really prepare for that in practice. We didn't really have a player who could, you know, um, basically give a, a great representation of that speed for us. So like yeah we practice yeah the coaches emphasize you know he's fast you better you better run and it, it just it didn't help because he was just running all over the place and he was I wouldn't say he was unstoppable but we, we we could not stop him that game 
And uh, he, I got to give props to him. He was one of the best players I played against in, in college. And, uh, I mean, it, it, I think he was the offensive player of the year, I believe, in the conference. And um, he, every week, I think he was like, damn near player of the week you know he, he was he was always on that list so big big props to him he he was fast man he's fast and he had a good arm as well so all right there you go central connecticut state university uh tomas you're a two-time first team all-conference player you were named bryant university's defensive lineman of the year in 2019 after you capped off your senior season with a career high 71 tackles to go with 16 and a half tackles for loss nine sacks Five forced fumbles and two blocked kicks. As you mentioned, uh, it was uh, the season in which you played the most uh, snaps uh, throughout your career. A lot of plays have been made over the years. Your second all-time in the NEC for career sacks. Looking back 5, 10, 15 years down the road, which play over the year will come to your mind first? Uh, you know, what, what would you say is the most memorable play that you've been a part of? Oh, man, I know this one instantly. Uh, I smiled when he asked that question. Um, it was last year against Robert Morris at home. Um, I don't remember the score, but I know we scored, and they had possession. And they basically, you know, they could have drove it down. If they scored, they won. And, um, you know, we were playing hard on defense. Uh, the crowd was going wild. We had a great crowd, and it was the fourth quarter, like I said, and uh, it, it got the, I want to say, fourth down or third down, third and long, one of those those uh, those distances. And um, it basically, it was that moment, you know, um, where someone had to make a play or we were going to lose. And it was, I, I want to say it was the first, it was either the first or second, I, I think it was the second um, conference game, um, I think we beat Duquesne at home the game before that. So, you know, going into conference 2-0, that, that's a, a great start to the season. So, um, like I said, it's either third and long or fourth and long and uh, passing situation. And basically, you know, um, for the snap, you know, I'm telling myself, you know, I want to end this game. I want to be the one to end this game. I want to I wanna get the sack. And, uh, you know, I get down and everything in my, my mind goes blank. I'm focused. All I can think is I'm looking at the ball, like trying to, you know, jump the count snap, uh, jump the jump the ball, and uh, I go as soon as the ball snaps. I sack the quarterback. He fumbles, and we win the game. And it was just, you know, seeing seeing the team teammates on the sideline go crazy. Uh, we were just celebrating. It, it was a great. That was one of the best moments for me. That was, you know, my one of my best. Uh, moments at Bryant, um, basically ending that game and and just seeing how happy the teammates were. And like I said, we were two and zero in conference. It, it was a, it was a great day in Smithfield, Rhode Island. <laughs> Absolutely, and and as a defensive end, I am not surprised to hear it's a quarterback sack along with a a, a forced fumble. Knowing your track record over the past four years, not surprised at all. Um, Tomas, for those not familiar with your game, how would you describe it? What would you say is your biggest strength as a pass rusher? I would say my biggest strength is uh, basically utilizing my hands. I don't like to waste time, so me using you know my hands and my arm lift to basically create separation, get off, 
that way I don't waste time getting to the quarterback. Um, I'm a, I'm a, you know, a, a speed rush type of player. Um, I like to utilize different hand moves. I like to create confusion uh, towards the offensive linemen because, you know, if they start kicking back, they think I'm, I'm going to use speed. Then I have the strength to, boom, you know, put that foot in and bull rush and basically control them. And, you know, also, too, I could counter, do a spin move, take spin move. So it's a lot. You know, I like to have a, a little mental – I like to play with offensive linemen's heads sometimes, you know, at, at least in NEC. Um, so it, that aspect is really fun because, you know, you could tell when an offensive lineman doesn't know what to do. And that's probably one of the greatest feelings, you know, uh, when you can't be stopped no matter what they, they try to do. So – is there a current or former professional pass rusher that you like to model your game after? Is there any guys that you like to take bits and pieces of their game and add it onto your own? Yeah, I uh, I like watching Yannick Ngwakwe. Is that how you pronounce his name right? Absolutely, yeah. Pass rusher from Jacksonville, one of the most underrated pass rushers uh, in the NFL, and he uh, actually was in the news today as the Jaguars placed the franchise tag on him, so we'll see what his status is. But, yeah, go on. I mean, he's a fascinating pass rusher and uh, a, a true technician as a defensive end. Exactly. I mean, just what you said, you know, he, he's relatable. I don't like to basically compare myself to guys who, you know, are bigger or they have different, you know, strengths. And I think I find myself very comparable to him. I mean, mind you, I know he went to a bigger school and he he had really, you know, freakish combine numbers. But, you know, his style of play, I, I feel like is, you know, comparable to mine and his, his body type too. I mean, I think he weighs more. He definitely weighs more than me. But, you know, I love his tenacity. And you could tell by his uh, – you know, his play, he has a lot of love for the game. He has a lot of love for, for uh, getting sacks. And, um, you know, uh, he is, he's going to get the money he deserves. He, he's a great player. So he, he certainly is one of the top pass rushers in the league, one of the most underrated pass rushers in the league as well, Yannick Ngakwe. And, uh, Tomas, you're not the only pass rusher coming out of the NEC Wagner's Cam Gill has been getting some buzz for a while. What are your thoughts on his game as a fellow defensive end? Have you been able to watch it uh, closely at all? Why do you think, uh, you know, speaking of an underrated talent, why do you think you aren't getting the same attention that he is up to this point? I know it's out of your control, but does does that bother you at all, seeing that you guys come from uh, the same conference and, uh, you know, you, you've been right there with them in terms of, uh, you know, getting to the quarterback, making noise in the backfield, uh, you know, in limited snaps? Uh, no, it's funny you say that. I actually, uh, I was talking to him a few days ago um, on Instagram. Um, no, nah, he's a he's a great guy and he's a freak. You know every you know everything he's getting, he's been he's been like he deserves everything. Um, I, I'm a fan of his game. I used to love watching um, you know uh, with my D line coach film with him and, and how he turns the corner. It, it's kind of unreal. And uh, I mean, he's he's a freak, man. Like he's fast. He has strength. Um, it's. Honestly, I love the fact that uh, he's in the conference because, you know, watching him and seeing what he does, it made me a better player. It made me more competitive because there's a time where, like, every year, so, like, my junior year, I had 12 and a half sacks, 
and he had 13 and a half sacks. My senior year, he had nine and a half sacks. I had nine sacks. And it'd be funny because I would be leading, like, half, like most of the season, like in the beginning towards the middle, I would be leading, and then he would just explode. Like, it was kind of like we were competing with each other, you know? And, like, I would always, like, you know, kind of look to see what he had because then in my mind before the game, I'd be like, yeah, you know, Cam Gill has this, or, like, I got to get my sacks up. And it'd be funny because my teammates would mess with me and be like, yo, Cam Gill, <laughs> you know, he just had, like, this many sacks. And it pissed me off because it's just like, well, damn, now I got to go get three sacks. So, nah, I love the fact that he was in the league. Uh, he finished, you know, he was the number one in conference history in sacks. He had 34. I had 30 and a half. And it's one of those things, too, where, like, I kind of understand, like, you know, he's been, like, starting, like, since he was a sophomore, like, all three years. And I, you know, I had to sit behind and, and wait for my, my turn, kind of, even though I led the team in sacks as a freshman. Um, we had – I've had three head coaches in four years, so I had to learn three different defenses. I had three different D-line coaches. You know, so it's been it's been a lot of, you know, turnover and adversity that I had to overcome. But as you can see, you know, I could produce numbers no matter who's coaching, no matter what defense it is, you know. So that's, that's you know, all I had to say on that. And, you know, he's a great player. He His combine, he, he killed it. He had like 21 bench reps. I think he had like a, a four, uh, four, six, you know, the jump like a 34 so and that also motivates me you know for my pro day because I want to clearly you know compete with him and get numbers like that that's that's great stuff but uh yeah like I said you know he's fun to watch and he deserves all everything he's got a few more questions for Tomas Wright the 2020 NFL draft prospect defensive end pass rush extraordinaire out of Bryant University of the Northeast Football Conference. And, Tomas, you had an opportunity back in January to participate in the College Gridiron Showcase down in Fort Worth, Texas, a college football all-star game uh, with some of the best talent in the country. You were actually invited to the uh, small school showcase, and then after you proved yourself there, you were upgraded to the actual College Gridiron Showcase um, with you know D1 talent from FBS uh, uh, conferences. What was that entire experience like to show teams, to show scouts? I believe all 32 NFL teams were represented there, CFL, XFL as well. What was that opportunity like to show those professional teams that you had what it takes to compete with the best of the best? Yeah, it was, you know, that was my main my main goal is just to showcase, you know, to myself and to teams that, you know, I could play with, with the the top dogs, the big dogs in, in the country, and uh, it 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 was really it was it was fun. You know, I think that was the most important thing. I I, I love playing the game, and when it's fun to play, it, it's very enjoyable. And that that experience is very enjoyable because the the people there were were good people, um, and they they made it worthwhile. I met a lot of friends there who you know I connected with afterwards through social media. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot at that that experience. Um, uh, I think one of the things, too, it just made me believe in, in, you know, my skill set and uh, what I have to offer because, you know, when I moved up, I was one of the 10 players selected out of, like, the 110 small school guys that were there. And 
that was kind of like a really cool moment because it was like it was selected by the NFL scouts and by the coaches there. So it like let me know that like, you know, I have the talent to play in the NFL. Like these guys saw something in me to move me up. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's it, unreal. Um, <laughs> when I was there, the first play on inside run, I, the tackle, I vividly remember this, it's unreal. The tackle went down, and it was a zone away. The quarterback gave the back the ball. I went, squeezed down tight, tackled the running back, and I got up, and I was just like, my hand, like, my, it, it was hurting. And I looked, and my glove, my, my finger was dislocated. And I was just like, I thought it was broken because I'd never dislocated a finger before. And I'm just like, it was one of those moments where, like, it, it really could have determined, like, everything. So, like, it was like either I put it back in place or I just go to the trainers. <laughs> but if I was to go to the trainers, I missed those reps. And at an all-star game, you know, at an all-star game, you're not – they're fighting for reps. It's not like practice where, you know, you just had those reps. So I just put it back in place, and I just got to work. So I, I played with a dislocated finger uh, that whole time, and it sucked because <laughs> there were some pass rush moves I could not do because I couldn't grab, you know. But I, I had no choice but to suck it up. And uh, it, my finger looks like, I don't even know what it looks like now. It's crazy. It's so fat. Because <laughs> I didn't let it, like, you know, once you dislocate a finger and put it back, you're supposed to ice it and, and let it rest. So it's just like a bunch of, uh, I think, like bone calcium that has, like, you know, formed together. It's an ugly little thing. But, but yeah, that, that was, yeah, that was kind of crazy. I didn't expect to do that. But that just kind of shows you how physical it was because that's never happened to me in a football game before. So it was, it was really physical. But, um, you know, moving up to the FBS guys, it, it, was, it was so cool because they taught me a lot. It was funny because I thought, you know, they were going to be mean. I, I, didn't, I didn't really have, like, I didn't know what to think. Like, I thought they were going to be like, you know, like, yeah, you're not getting reps or something. But they were mad. They were mad uh, good people. And uh, they just, they wanted to, they wanted the same thing. We all wanted the same thing. We all wanted the same goals. And uh, we, we were just all trying to help each other. So that, that was a, a really cool thing to see because, you know, in this sport, it's very competitive. And, you know, not everyone wants to see, you know, their rivals succeed. But, you know, we were celebrating, you know, when someone got a sack or when someone made a big play. And that, that's fun. You know, I don't want to play with guys who are, you know, they just don't want to see success out of other players. And it, it just made the time there more worthwhile seeing that. Absolutely. Sounds like a great experience, minus the whole dislocated finger thing. But that says a lot <laughs> about you, a lot about, um, you know, I mean, you, you were very grateful for the opportunity and you weren't going to let a dislocated finger stop you from uh, keep on going on in that all-star uh, game so that that really speaks volumes to the player that you are and you know just how big this opportunity was for you um were you able to talk with any teams out there at the cgs tomas i mean what's the feedback been like from scouts um you know how do you think they view you as a prospect um so like i know the cowboys they basically like sent me a text and they had me do a one of those computer tests, I forgot what it was called, 
uh, to test, like, my reaction time and things like that. Um, that was really cool because, like, I went in there, and uh, it's like they're explaining to you everything. And I look to the right of me, and I see, like, DeAndre Francois, the ex-Florida State quarterback. And I'm just like, I'm from Bryant. Like, what am I doing here with DeAndre Francois? But that, that, was, that was a really cool experience. But, I mean, I was on the computer for like an hour, like, doing those testings. So that, it was exhausting mentally. But it was, I've never done anything like that. Um, so that was really, really cool. You know, um, I remembered, like, it was like one of the tests was like, they had like a circle. One was blue, one was red. And, like, if, like, if the red went to the left, you had to click the right clicker. If the blue, like, went to the right, like, you had to click the left clicker. It was things like that. So I, I really found that interesting. I don't know what, you know, uh, what my results were, but, I mean, it was just – it was cool seeing that text because I got out the shower and, like, I looked at my phone and it's like, yo, this is so-and-so from the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Can you, like, come meet now? I was just like, dang, like that, that was pretty surreal. So <laughs> get out the shower hoping, uh, you know, it, it didn't take you too long to reply. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, doo, 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 doo. like, yeah, I'm coming right now like, with my towel on. <laughs> That's hilarious. A couple more questions for you, Tomas, then we'll let you go. Um, the coronavirus obviously has everything at a standstill. Uh, there was going to be a pro day at Bryant University. It was going to be a huge um, opportunity for you, obviously, to show teams the type of athlete you are. Um, and there is going to be teams in attendance, not only to check you out, but you guys were also going to have the University of Rhode Island guys there as well. They had three guys uh, invited to the NFL Combine, um, an offensive lineman and two wide receivers. So there's certainly going to be a contingency there at Bryant University. Unfortunately, that has been called off as it seems like just about every other pro day has also been called off as the NFL is uh, telling teams not to travel and not to uh, hold official visits either at their own facilities. Um, you know, what What have the past couple of months been like for you preparing for your pro day? Where have you been preparing at? Uh, and, you know, just how crushing is that news? And what exactly is next for you? What's your next step? Yeah, man. So I, uh, I've been work. So I was working with my uh, strength coach at school. Um, he basically, you know, been preparing me. He uh, prepared Tom Kennedy last year, who uh, signed with the Lions. And uh, it, it was going great, you know, um, waking up early, waking up at like 5 in the morning and, uh, you know, getting it done early. And, you know, this obviously, it put a it put a stop to that. And uh, so late the past few weeks, because they closed down all facilities on campus, like everything. So I've been traveling uh, to Boston to train with Mike Boyle and uh, with uh, some Brown, some Brown football players. One of uh, Richard Ukulele, linebacker from Bryant, and uh, some some other players. And it's been it's been a great experience working with those guys these past uh, few weeks. It's been it's been great. So, I mean, all I could do is uh, you know continue to work. It, it's a lot of confusion though. You don't really know what's going to happen. And you know, obviously for you know, FCS players, the pro day is basically our time to, to shine. And, uh, you know, I was hoping, you know, I was looking at some of the numbers, you know, of uh, the 
the uh, the uh, NFL Combine, and like you know, some of my stuff was up there uh, at the top with you know these guys that go to you know Penn State, uh, Bama, and all these places. So I was I was excited, you know. But uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. All I can do is just continue to work and uh, just see see what happens. But uh, I, I was really excited. You know, I'm a big weight room guy. That's another thing that. Um, you know, has helped me be so successful because in high school, um, our coach, his whole philosophy was built around weight room, weight room, weight room. So I, uh, I, I love the weight room. That's, that's me. You know, that's how I feel personally. That's one of the best ways to develop as a player on the field. And, um, it, it is what it is. So, um, like I said, just another form of adversity. So, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully something gets figured out. Hopefully you're able to, um, you know, show teams, you know, your preparation and what you've been preparing for the past few months. Um, so we'll wait and see on what comes up from that. Uh, final question before I let you go. Really appreciate your time, Tomas. This has been a fantastic conversation. Uh, this is the question I end all of my prospect interviews with, and that is, let's say we have all 32 NFL general managers. They're tuned into this very interview. Why should they want the pass rusher out of Bryant University, Tomas Wright, a part of their team? Um, I would say, basically, I'm a hard worker. Um, I can adapt to any environment, any situation. Like I said, I've had three head coaches in the past four years, three different D-line coaches, three different defenses I've had to learn, and I've been successful with every coach, with every defense. So that, you know, that's just showing you that I could fight through adversity. You know, I could have easily transferred. I could have easily left, but I stayed and stuck through it. So you're going to get a player who's loyal. You're going to get a player who's going to perform under adversity. Um, another thing, too, is, you know, I, I, I have, you know, I showcase that I'm more than an athlete. You know, I, I've done an internship. I, I want to do things to basically help my community. I want to do things to show people that, you know, we're not just, you know, we, we don't just care about football. Like, I, I have bigger plans in terms of, like, like I said, helping the community and also, too, like, just, like, you know, the school system is something that I've been really interested in. Uh, I want to go back home and basically, you know, my community, West Augustine, I want to be a part of that and, and help, you know, showcase to those kids that, you know, you don't have to basically play sports to go to college. You You can – also, you know, be you could do well in school as well, you know. So I, I, I don't want people to think that, you know, I think a lot of people believe, you know, sometimes the only way to get to school, because college is expensive, you know what I mean? Uh, the college is like, Bryant costs like 62000 a year. You know, fortunately, you know, football has helped, you know, with that. But, like, you can, you know, if you, you know, I, I wish, you know, when I went to school that I, I had – higher grades like I had like a 3-0 I finished with in high school but I wish you know I basically applied myself more to school because you know I I, I wish I was at like an Ivy League or something you know what I mean in terms of that but um also too like I'm a dual sport athlete I played lacrosse I've done track I've done like obviously football and uh I like I said I want to get to the quarterback I I'm a person where I want to end the game. I want to be the guy in the fourth quarter that gets the sack, that that ends it right there. Um, I would say the return on investment would be 
great if a team was to draft me. And I, like I said, I'm a loyal guy. I know what I could do. My resume speaks for itself. I let my actions speak for uh, – my actions always speak louder than words. And, uh, you know, that's what I uh, plan to continue to do. And uh, I've fought through adversity my whole career, and I'm ready to fight through adversity now. So – well said. Well said. I mean, uh, you're, you're, you know, teams out there, if they're listening, getting a, a hell of a player, a hell of a pass rusher, and a hell of a person off the field, I can tell you that right now. Tomas, really appreciate your time. This has been one of the more enjoyable um, interviews that, that I've been able to record. I mean, it's been a lot of fun chatting with you. Certainly uh, wishing you all the best. Uh, you know, hopefully something comes up with, with some type of a pro day workout um, for you. But, uh, you know, if not, I know things will work out at the end of the day. Congratulations on all of the success up to this point and really wishing you all the best, man. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. It was great.